Hi, and welcome to the Glow Podcast. I'm Pastor Dawn Raley, co-pastor of Calvary Christian Center and pastor of the Women of Calvary. I have a passion to see the daughters understand their identity in Christ and their value in Him and equip them to have the confidence to be who God has made them to be. In that God confidence, they glow and lead others into the life-saving power of Jesus Christ. In this podcast, you will hear from me, our host, Chelsea Lawson, and many of the Glow Women of Calvary. To stay connected and up-to-date on all things Glow, follow at Glow Women on Instagram and Facebook and calvaryfl.com slash glow. So I was thinking about um, a few years, well, 10 years ago, I was in nursing school doing my bachelor's, and I was in my labor and delivery um, clinical rotation, and I got to do a rotation in the, um, the nursery. And I was in there, and I was working with some of the other nurses, and I saw some of the babies that were in there, and I noticed that a few of them had X's. And I asked one of the nurses, I said, what, what does the X mean? And she said, those are children who are waiting to be placed either through the state or be adopted. So they didn't even have a name. And it made me remember, you know, the struggle with comparison and identity, um, that God has given us a name and he's adopted us. Um, but I just wanted to discuss that a little bit today. What does God say that we are, and what is God's definition of identity? I'll answer that one. (laughs) Well, as far as who God says we are, I love looking back at um, Ephesians 2.10, and it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And uh, when I was looking at that, it was just a reminder that we're not a carbon copy of anyone else. Uh, What he creates is intentional, and what he creates is good. So before we even begin to walk in who we are and realize who we are in Christ, um, he's already established and prepared our unique purpose and it's just ultimately up to us and whether we say yes to it yes. yeah that's, that's good, good. Um, Romans eight fourteen and 17 says for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again rather the spirit you received brought you brought about your adoption to sonship and just remembering the children that were in the nursery yeah. you know they have the choice to, you know, eventually grow up and um, reply to that call of God. And as children of God, we've received that sonship. You know, we have the benefits that he's given to us. And that is what he's called us to be. That is who he says we are. And in today's society, it's so important to know our identity, to really know who we are in Christ. Um, because the enemy has another agenda. And we see that in our society Um, right now. We can't even define what a woman is. Um, I was looking through reels on Instagram, and um, they would ask a question, what is a woman? And no one could answer that. But we have to rely on the Word of God to tell us who we are. We are women, but we are children of God as well. Um, I I love Psalm 139. Yeah. I think it's such a good reminder because of the way it says that you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Like that's so encouraging to me that God was super intentional when he made us. Yeah. It wasn't an accident. He wasn't guessing. But 
he formed us because he loved us. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing, like all the confusion that's happening in the world is us trying to find who we are in the eyes of another person right. or within ourselves. Right. Yeah. And the only way that we can know who we are is by looking into the eyes of God. Yeah. Looking up. Yeah. And he is the one who defines us. Yes. And so that's why it's so important to keep, keep our hearts fixed on the truth of God's word, mm-hmm. not in what everyone is saying and everyone's opinion, but what is the truth? And it's not my truth. Right. Yeah. You know, there's so many different truths, but really there's only one truth that leads to freedom. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Yeah. Yeah, so good, Courtney. And in Psalm 139, I also noted, you know, he knew who we were before we were in our mother's womb. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he adopted us. We're chosen. You know, we're created in his image. You know, in Genesis, he doesn't look to anything else. He looks to himself when yeah. he creates us. And again, right. being intentional. And it's not just about our relationship or our identity in him, how important that identity is to those of the influence around us and, and knowing that identity. Um, I also noted, too, just uh, the power of identity. And mm-hmm. though he knew us in our mother's womb, even before we were in our mother's womb, at salvation, and in, that's in how we have a free will of trying to find that identity. And at salvation is when we truly become into alignment with right. God's plan for us and what price was paid to, to make that possible. Yeah, uh, that Jesus really dying on the cross. Yeah. I mean, and thus the importance of I want to know that identity and live into that identity. Yeah, so that's so good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was looking at some of the benefits as children of God, and that gives that we, we can obtain security, authority in Christ, intimacy with the Lord, assurance, and inheritance. Yeah. He's given us an inheritance to walk in his gifts um, that he's given us. Um, I in first Samuel 16 7 it says the Lord does not see as mortals see they look on the outward appearance but the Lord looks on the heart and I think that's so important especially for women because we can grow up and and we can take on what society says of us you have to look a certain way you have to act a certain way you have to do a certain thing and you know God doesn't judge us based on that he judges us based on our heart and he sees our heart Um, and I just think that's really really important as women to know that because I think even as a young child myself I you know growing up through public school um, you know I was actually the very shy girl (laughs) believe it or not I did not speak in high school and um, I struggled with my appearance and just struggling with um, not seeing myself as how God created me. And the thing is, um, we can look and pick ourselves apart um, so easily, but God wants us to focus on, you know, who we are in Him. And we can do a lot more if we have confidence in Him versus having confidence within our own selves. And I think of that as God confidence, you know. Um, you know, I was looking at the story of Moses and God called him to speak and that was not his strong suit and um, he stuttered. God called him to do that in his weakness, but he had to have a confidence in the Lord that the Lord was going to speak to him and the Lord was going to use him. So I think that's really important. When you look at that gap of, you know, your identity in Christ and where you feel like you are, if you look in your own strength, 
that gap becomes, you know, just overwhelming. Um, But you know you're not alone, and you're looking to, it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right, with you. It's not the fruit of your labor, but the fruit of your Holy Spirit, and just knowing you're not alone, Mm -hmm. um, and you can lean into that strength. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, and going back to Moses, like, thinking about everything that God did to reveal himself to Moses. Yeah. And then the result of Moses' obedience to God. Like, you think about how Moses' revelation of God impacted an entire generation. Yeah. Because he knew who God was. And he walked in obedience, even in the places where he felt inferior. Because of his obedience, a whole generation came into the knowledge of God. And that's another reason why it's so important that we know who God is. We can only know who we are by first understanding who God is. And as we discover who God is, then the world will see who he is through us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it talks really about in John. And so identity is everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's such an identity crisis right now, I think, even in the church. Yes, yeah, it is. You know, yeah. and so it matters that we know God intimately and personally, yeah. not yeah. just who someone else told us he was, yeah. but that we know him through our own experience, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that we're walking with him daily, that we're reading his word, that we're following Holy Spirit in every area of our lives because it's revealing Him to the world when we do that. Yeah, Yeah, that's really good. good. Um, And that kind of plays into, you know, why is it so important to know who we are in Christ? It it gives us boundaries, right? It gives us perspective. That was the first word. It was perspective. We kind of know when you commit to yes, you're you're implying no to other things. And a lot of people think boundaries are, are limiting but actually it, it helps you focus and be intentional on who God's called you to be. That's um, true. That's you know, a true. challenge that you think uh, may be insurmountable if you know it's a challenge that you're called to, mm-hmm. like you were saying earlier, yeah. to produce uh, what, what God intended from the beginning. Because, and again, God is working everything in your good when you know who you are in Christ. You yeah. know God is working everything for your good. So really you can keep a challenge in perspective um, or you know, even on the negative side, if, if negative voices are at you, you know, to block those out because right. you do know the truth of who you are. Yeah. That's and that's so important because um, the enemy's agenda, which I was talking about earlier, is really putting a confusion in the minds of people. And even yeah. like you were saying, Courtney, in the yeah. church to confuse people yeah. so that they're not able to actually step in and walk in the calling of the Lord on their lives. Yeah. And that's his goal. Like if he can confuse you with who you are, if he can get you to feel rejected or if he can get you to feel like you're not good enough yeah. instead of listening to what the Lord says in the Bible and mm-hmm. speaking that over you and rejecting, like you were saying, the lies right. of the enemy, mm-hmm. he, you know, he'll, he'll keep us from our calling. Right. Oh, yeah. um, and that's very important. And when you discover like who God created you to be, you don't want to be anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's what good. I found yeah. in my own life. It's like when I began to really lean into the Lord and he began to show me who I was, mm-hmm. you know, I realized that I I don't actually want to be someone else, and God has given us all a divine fingerprint. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always going to be someone out there who can do it better than you. That's true. But no one can do it like you. That's That's true. And so so when you're not operating in 100% the authentic person that God made you to be, you're robbing the world of something 
that God needed here. Wow. Yeah, that's and really good. So it's not really about my ability as much as it's about my obedience. Yes. That's mm-hmm. true. It's so just good. about God, I say yes yeah. to who you made me to be. Mm-hmm. And I know, God, that you've put everything in me to do what you've called me to do. So I'm going to be faithful to do that. Yeah. That's so good. good. That makes me remember the verse that says, many are called, but few are chosen. It's because not everybody surrenders to the will of God. Not not everybody surrenders to the word of God. And um, for us to really know and walk in that identity in Christ, we have to be able to surrender. And like you were Mm -hmm. saying, maybe someone else could do it better, but maybe they're not willing to surrender, you know? Um, And God uses surrendered vessels. So that's really good. Yeah. Um, so I heard this um, story and this lady, she was talking and she said um, she was walking down the road and she if you're walking down the road and you see a penny, you know that it's worth one cent and you walk for a little further and you see another penny, but it's beaten up. What is the value of that penny? It's still so one same. cent. Mm-hmm. And so um, God has given us a value and that never changes. And so for us to really know who we are, we have to know that, like you were saying earlier, God sent his son to die on the cro- cross for a price. Right. And we have that value. That is such a hefty value that we have. Um, so, you know, as women, we have to go back and just remember that we have, we do have value in Christ and that's how God sees us as valuable. What should we do if we ever find ourselves comparing ourselves to others and what does God say about this? I mean, as someone who loves the presence of God, that's where you run to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can always tell when I haven't been with the Lord enough. Yeah. Because usually that is when the insecurity and the doubts and all those things start to kind of like get stirred up in my heart, you know, because I haven't been with the Lord. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's really good. And, you know, I don't want to skip ahead because I know we're going to talk about this later, but just in my own personal testimony and dealing with insecurity, I think the reason why the presence of God was so important, it's because in the presence of a good father, we are affirmed. That's good. Yeah. And so you think about like worship on Sunday mornings, right? You you might come to church and you're just feeling so down and out. And then for some reason, church is over and it's like, you feel amazing. You're like, why do I feel great? Well, because whether or not you realize that you've been affirmed in the presence of God, because we can't say anything to God that he hasn't first spoken to us. So the only reason I can say, I love you, Jesus, is because he first said it over me. So in the presence of God, he is, we are in, we are literally standing in his presence and he is truth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we are being transformed in his presence and we are being reminded, even if we don't audibly hear it, we're being reminded of who we are. Yeah. And so I think when those moments come, the answer is run to the presence of the Lord so, and the word of God. Good. Like yeah. no one gets yeah. free by accident. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, I think sometimes we sit around and we fight the same old devils and we wonder why, well, have what have I done? Have I have I looked up scriptures that Mm. counteract those lies? And am I confessing those things over myself? You know, um, freedom is intentional. Um, So I would say run to the word and run to his presence. That's Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, that is good. 
Well, anytime I'm sitting here comparing myself, which I still struggle with, like all of you, um, I always remember, I'm like, why does it matter what they're doing? Because that's a huge struggle. I'm looking at what's going on in other people's lives yeah. and losing focus that way instead of having a heart that's at rest. I'm yeah. like, who is your firm foundation? Yeah. What they're doing and what's going on in their mm -hmm. life? Or is it me? Do yeah. I affirm you or does man affirm you? Yeah. Am I consistent so or is man consistent? Yeah. Yeah. So I constantly yeah. have to replay that instead of all my insecurities over and over again. Yeah, so good. that's really good. Yeah. I mean, you're running your, to your creator, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're yeah. the one who made you and the one who knows how you best operate. So I think that's so spot on. But what both of you said is, is going back to the one who made you mm -hmm. and the one who knows you best mm -hmm. um, to speak life into you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, in my own life, I think um, just speaking the word over myself, like you were saying, is really important and reminding myself of the word because sometimes we can forget. Yeah. We can't remember every verse in the Bible, so we right. have to make sure we're constantly going back and mm -hmm. um, revising or we're, we're revisiting mm -hmm. that and we um, are speaking that over ourselves yeah. and to the point to where we actually believe it because sometimes yeah. you may not believe it right away, yeah. you know? like right. you're comparing yourself and you're not feeling the best in that yeah. moment um, but once you start to dwell on the Lord once you start to dwell on his word and that's when he starts to change yeah. that feeling and you start to remember who mm -hmm. you are in Christ you start to remember where he brought you from and yeah. what he's done for you yeah, yeah. just in a practical way like there was a season where I was just starting to feel overwhelmed by that those feelings of insecurity I mean and this was only a couple months ago because it happens to all of us yes. you know yes. and it yeah. kind of comes in waves I feel like yeah. and even if like you're pursuing or going after something that God has put in your heart the enemy is not just going to sit back and no. let you go for it exactly yeah. you know yeah. so um, during that time um, Ephesians 2 6 came to mind about how um, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with seated us with him yeah, in heavenly good. places like so I don't begin by doing I begin by sitting in what Christ that's has good. done and so I wrote that scripture verse down and on a sticky note and I stuck it on my yeah. bathroom mirror so I would see it yeah. every day yeah. Yeah. and I literally just put because I'm in Christ Jesus I'm anointed yeah. I'm chosen I'm mm -hmm. loved and just seeing it before me every day mm -hmm. was the reminder that I needed to keep moving forward. So even like practical things like yeah, that, like good. never underestimate the power of seeing the word of God. When I was a little girl, my mom had a scripture verse hung on her wall. So every morning while she was blow drying my hair, I would, I would, she didn't ask me to, yeah. but it's just right there. So I would say the scripture and I mean, it's, I'm sorry to say that I can't remember it right now, but, but I had that thing down pat, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like it's there, it's in front of you and you just, it's amazing how the word of God impacts your life more than you realize, Yes, you know, it'll come back to you in a yeah. moment that you really need it yeah. all because you stuck it on your mirror in your bathroom so yeah that's, that's really good, good. the simplicity going back to the simplicity of you know the word and mm -hmm. uh, the simplicity of our walk with the lord um, yeah so um have any of you ever struggled with comparison or do you have any testimonies well i compared my daily 
responsibility to my dog as I walked out of the house who gets to lay around all day. So there's, there's that comparison. Um, uh, very young. Sports were a huge part of my life. Okay. And so I um, love being active, love being part of a team. Um, a little bit different comparison. I would always compare myself to some perfect image of myself that I thought others were expecting of me. Yeah. So I was always chasing, you know, that gap. I uh, competed on um, a basketball team who was expected to go undefeated in the season. And, and I learned if I messed up, it was going to be in the paper the next day. So my desire to not mess up and have the team upset with me or have it in the paper the next day, I decided I'd rather have the anxiety of being nervous all day, of trying to perform and trying to control, mm-hmm. um, to compare myself to some you know unexpected, impossible version of myself, not knowing all the while those weaknesses are where God is strongest, right? Those yeah. weaknesses are opportunities for me to become, abide in Him, you know, apart from Him or nothing. So um, those weaknesses, being honest with them, being open about them, and even it makes you relevant with others as I become, mm-hmm. you know, a manager at work or something. Yeah. Um, it's not the strengths that always attract you with others or, or drive the conversation or connection, but the weaknesses yeah. are opportunities that I've learned, you know, the strength of, of Christ within me. So. Yeah. That was my comparison challenges growing up. That's really good. Yeah. Um, so I definitely have compared myself. I think if you're human, you've yeah. probably had a moment where you've right. compared yourself to someone else. I think we all at some point in our lives have dealt with this. But when I was 15, I went through a really tough time and actually suffered from an eating disorder for a year of my life and mm-hmm. had extreme depression, was extremely fearful and shy, like could yeah. not even eat in the lunchroom at school, mm-hmm. um, just riddled with anxiety, just couldn't handle a whole lot. And um, I just remember being 15 and being in my room one night and telling God that I just couldn't live like this anymore. Yeah. and. I even, you know, had thoughts of like, what if I wasn't here, you know? Mm. And I said, God, if you're real, I need you to help me because I can't get through this on my own. And I knew in myself that it was going to require something of me. And so I made kind of like a promise to God, I'm going to give you 20 minutes every day. And so I made a point to, like, spend time with God every day. I'd also sit at the piano, which is, like, really where I met God in a tangible way was at a piano. But I'd only play when everybody was gone from the house. Mm. And I would start to sing and worship, and I would feel a presence that was so tangible and so real. And there was one day in particular I was sitting in our living room, and I was playing the piano, And it was just like the fire of God is the only way I can explain it. Like my whole body just got hot and I could just feel that God was like delivering me and like setting me free. Wow, that's so good. But in in that season, I things started to shift in me. Like there was a confidence that came, not because, you know, anyone else said it, but because I was being affirmed in the presence of my father. And I'll share this story. When I was little, I had a crush on um, one of the soccer players at our school. (laughs) I thought he was so cute, and I always liked guys that were shorter than me, which I think is so funny because, you know, there's some tall girls in this circle, and we love all the short guys of the world, but um, that's not my testimony anymore. (laughs) 
but I just, you know, I thought he was so cute and I didn't ask my friend to ask him, you know, like if he liked me, but she did. And um, his response was, she's cute, but she's not my first choice. Mm -hmm. And kind of later on in life, um, God brought that back to me. And I didn't realize that there was a seed that was sown in that moment, a lie from the enemy that I started to believe. Mm -hmm. And I believe that was partly where some of this started coming from. Mm -hmm. And the Lord told me, he said, you've always been my first choice. That's so good. And again, it's just that revelation of how God sees us and how it changes everything when we can understand and grasp grasp the way he sees us and so I have found ever since I was a 15 year old girl that my freedom is found in the presence of the Lord and the word of God and even in moments where you know you don't feel it you know like sometimes I'll read my Bible in the morning and I don't just have this rhema word that just jumps out at my face but then I'll be randomly in a situation two days later and that thing I read will come back to me and all of a sudden like oh it just takes on this whole new life you know Mm -hmm. it's just like walking with God and continuing to allow him to define who we are and um, yeah so that's my story. That's good. <laughs> so when it comes to comparison, <laughs> as far as um, my testimony, the funny thing is what I struggled most with comparison is sharing my testimony. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I feel like, you know, um, I'll try not to cry when I say it's this. It's okay if you do. Okay. I grew up in an abusive home. Yeah. And people would never know. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just like, as I grew out of it, you know, I'm an overcomer of that abuse. But I look on, I'm just like, well, I'm not the only one that has gone through this. Yeah. I know there's other people that have gone through it. So it's kind of minute. It doesn't matter. And so all those years of silence of being abused, and I still even wanted to stay silent after being set free. Wow. And God's like, don't discount what I've done for you. Don't discount the power of your testimony because I'm going to use it to set somebody else free who feels the exact same way. So, Wow, that's amazing. And I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So you are definitely being used by the Lord even doing this and your willingness and surrender. The Lord sees that. So that's really awesome. Um, I'm going to cry now. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think I would. (laughs) Um, Well, today has been really amazing. Thank you guys um, for coming and sharing. You know, sharing, sometimes sharing your testimony is very vulnerable, but this is a safe place to be able to do that. And um, I just thank you for being vulnerable and sharing, you know, what the Lord has done through your lives. Um, But I just wanted to leave everybody with a couple of verses. Jeremiah 1.5, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you. Mm -hmm. In Psalms 139, I am fearfully and wonderfully made.